Akil is eating on camera. <laughs> it's titty boy. You have to. It's one word. <laughs> Shouts to tit, man. Oh. So, so much for being more professional. With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. And obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the backgrounds here. Part of Outlet Pass. We have a website. We have a YouTube. It's been a big week for us. And uh, so this is our first podcast of the week. And we're going to have some fun. All of us were prepared for this, as a, except for, as obviously, Akil. I'm sure anyone who knows us is not surprised. But... This is going to be fun. We're going to we're going to try to get into some more like the offseason exercise stuff because free agency has basically quieted down and we're waiting. We don't have a day for the draft yet. We know what the order is, but there's no day. March Madness will kind of get, indicate some of the stuff we can talk about with draft coming up. But for now, we're just going to kind of play around with a fun argument we saw online. Um, I guess I could ask everyone how they're doing first. I, I, got, I got into my groove of trying to talk about what's going on and I forgot to ask. Bailey, what's up? You know, it's uh, Monday. It was not the greatest of Mondays, so we're here. Carissa, how are you? Yeah, I second daily. It was, it was a long day, but we're here. Akil, you too? Just another manic Monday, you know. Did y'all have to work today? I know Bailey did, but did everybody have to work today? I did not. Yeah, me neither. I figured out how to... Um, changed my Google Home background today, uh, and I did that for like three hours, trying to come up with a perfect background. Um, I went with a blue-gray for the main screen, and then for my color theme on the border top, where you're like, you can search and type stuff, I went with a midnight blue. Looks pretty clean. If you guys want to know more about it, I'll tweet out a little picture. Um, but yeah, that's what I did today. His Chromebook can do that, but it cannot create a I think Zoom I background. MacBook Pro, thank you very much. Call me a Chromebook, a poor. What is this? I think I can count the on one hand the people who I actually care about that. The one that said it? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, might yeah, so I, might look, I might give it a look just to entertain it. That's one it finger, not clean. one hand. Anyway, yeah, I, Bailey, yeah, I think you were asking why were, why were people off. It was because uh, today is technically a, ho- a federal holiday, it's, it's, it's President's Day. Oh, that I don't care about presidents, so. I mean, same, but here we are. That explains a lot. So a lot people do. Yeah, some people do. So let's get in, let's, before we get into like the little bit of like, like argument, but like the game that we're going to be discussing this week, uh, Bailey, you wanted to talk about the award that was given out last night. Yeah. The first ever 
Colmian John O'Brien Award was given to Chris Paul at NBA All-Star Weekend for his um, longstanding commitment to the betterment of women's basketball. And so, so for me, so at first I was like, what does Chris Paul do in women's basketball? Like, I know that he bought some Mercury playoff tickets. I know that he goes to a handful of games because they had a five minute interview with him in the middle of a game, you know, whatever. But like, I know he wore the hoodie a few times. I didn't really know what all Chris Paul did. And I didn't want to discredit Chris Paul off the rip, but like they dropped the press release and I read the press release and it's literally like the most bare minimum thing I've ever seen. It's like, Oh yeah. Well we, you know, he wore the W hoodie before anybody else in the NBA. Oh, he was at a few games that I was like, that's it. Like that's, that's all we got to give an award to like, that's all we're doing here. And then I did a little research and it looks like they're, He's involved with like youth girl sports, but my bigger issue is that the W themselves did not acknowledge that. So a lot of people were on Twitter, like, like me, were like, what does Chris Paul do? So um, I have more so of an issue with the W in this case and the way they went about releasing it, but also like there are plenty of women that do way much more than that on a daily basis. With all due respect to Chris Paul, not to take away from what he does do. Um, but it was kind of interesting to give that award to him, um, in my opinion. And again, it's not necessarily because he doesn't do anything, but it's not something that you see a lot of on a day-to-day. And then the W didn't do a great job of informing us of what exactly he does. So, yeah, that was my major gripe with it. it was just like, do better on your releases. And obviously, like, it's an unpopular reward award pardon me a lot of people didn't like it uh for various reasons but i i just thought that their whole um logic that they gave the first time wasn't that great i think they've gone back and edited it a little bit but at first like it was super bare minimum chris so before we get to akil who i know has wanted to get some thoughts up on this what were your what, what did you think about the award um, similar to Bailey and really W Twitter, um, as a whole, just kind of like, you know, we didn't really know what he did. Also, we don't know like the criteria, like who meets that? Like, does it have to go to a guy? Does it have to, you know, like, we don't know that. So it's kind of following a trend with the W lately, as far as like how they release things, not releasing enough, like giving us the bare minimum. So, I mean, it's nothing new, really, how they released it. Go ahead, Akil. <laughs> All right, guys, I have thoughts. I agree with a lot of your sentiments on said thoughts. I don't know what CP3 is doing out here besides wearing hoodies um, and going to Mercury games in the playoffs with Buck and all of these guys, but it really will go to my case for him being the third best point guard of all time. Um, I'll add that to the tally and docket. Uh, but furthermore, let's push past that. If there, was, if there was one guy in the NBA who I think I could actually make a real case for, 
to be like deserving of this award. It's like the guy they probably wouldn't want to give a lot of propaganda to because he's not playing basketball games and he's an anti-vaxxer and he's not doing anything being Kyrie Irving. Like, dude covered $1.5 million, I'm pretty sure, of W salaries for players who wanted to sit out. Like, he has a very own shoe with Sue Bird, like the Keep Sue Fresh Edition, where he gives all the profits of just that shoe directly to Sue Bird because he named it after. Uh, very, very openly stands WNBA basketball, talks about it all the time. Like, if it went to anybody in the NBA, it probably should have been Kyrie Irving. But I just didn't think they want to push that propaganda, which I get. Uh, so this award makes zero sense to me. I mean, that's hard to argue with. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I know. I told you I, I had a point to make. I'm I just to agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know enough of, like, without them telling us exactly what the qualifications are and, and what Chris Paul did to earn it, it's... It's tough for me to argue that he didn't deserve it because how do I know if he deserved it if I don't know what you have to do to deserve said award? But I mean, it, it's I, I I can't get that worked up about it, but also I agree that it's it is what it, like it doesn't it's it's just a narrative award if they're not going to tell us what it is they're just kind of spinning something. So, but I, if it I, I will take the positive that we got. I mean, we got W notice during the All-Star game. Any more eyes on the W that we can get? You had De'Erica Hamby in the uh, Celebrity All-Star game. You had Fee there. Like, like it wasn't a complete loss of a weekend, but the award was definitely weird. De'Erica disappointed me. That's on, that's on you for betting on the, the Celebrity Big All-Star time. game. Big time. Yeah, call me a degenerate for betting some money on De'Erica Hamby to win All-Star game on VP. Absolutely. But like you're missing open layups. Like, come on, D. Just, just be better next time. I'll still, I'll still throw some money down on the money line for you, though. Always. As I there said, are also people clearly trying to go for MVP. She wasn't one of them. Hey, you know what? That's absolutely fair. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, I just lost money, so I'm hurt. That's that's all there is to this. It's really wild to kill that you are faulting someone for just vibing. Yeah, that goes against the brand. That really does go against the brand. Um, yeah. yeah, but when personal money comes into a line, everything you goes expect a consistency. The when money's on the line, consistency goes out the window. Let me tell you, I've never heard you throw consistency out the window. How strange. Okay, so we're going to get into the first thing is kind of a debate, but also just kind of like a thought exercise. And then we're going to get into the normal debate that we do at the end. But uh, I, I believe it was our guest from last Thursday, uh, or I believe it dropped Friday, Lindsay D'Arcangelo, who put on Twitter, who's one WNBA player you would like to see a team, or like a team could build around, like you could take anybody. Uh, we decided to expand it and contract it in one, one way each. Uh, we removed Asia Wilson from the selection process because – when we were just seeing the reactions on Twitter, that seemed to be the most common answer. So we figured rather than us fighting over who the most common answer is and, 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 and stuff like that, let's actually like think about it a little bit more. But also uh, we decided to add a city, like a, new, a city for that person to go to and kind of build around from there. So um, I'll go in alphabetical order, actually. So, Akil, we'll start with you. Who is your player and city? 
because I wanted to actually try here and challenge myself and just not pick a top three player in the league like other people. Um, I, I went with Satu Sabali, um, and I'm I'm throwing her in Portland. Didn't you want Asia first before anybody? Didn't you say Asia immediately after I said the question? Well, that's, that's why we removed her from the thing. Yeah, I, I I'm saying Mr. Not three in the league. Yeah, first literally. of all, first of all, I was the one who personally also removed her because that's kind of a cop out answer. I got you. I was going to um, give you your credit. I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I removed her, but yes, I, I'm going with I'm going with the unicorn down there. Uh, free her from Dallas, by the way, till it's backwards. So make your case for the player in city though. Um, for me. I think it's a really, really good market to tap back, tap back into uh, with the University of Oregon being more popular again, especially in basketball. I know that Portland to Eugene car rides like an hour because I've made the car ride before. And then you get an old University of Oregon player back in there. Um, I think if she has zero injuries anymore, a uh, huge if, like the biggest if of, in the world, <laughs> She's fun. Like, she's just a straight-up unicorn. She's special. Everybody knows she's extremely talented. Uh, I think she has a personality, too, as well, to be marketed like that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I rolled with that. And if you could get filled, like, what we've talked about with other ownership groups, like, that are starting to invest a ton of money. Buddy, the, Phil, the Phil Knight Nike bag is huge. If that ever happens, that's a big bag. Yeah, that'd be sick. I, I'd really, I, I mean, I love the idea. You know, Satu is one of my favorite players in the league. So. Yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm big on, I think we need to somehow tie in the college fandom transferring over to the W um, because there's a lot of college fans I do know. Like, there are genuinely a ton, a lot of women college basketball fans, but they kind of die out once their players leave to the next level. So, if you throw teams close enough to like really big fandoms are, Hey, like, I think it could actually work out as well. So that's why I rolled with that. Yeah, I mean, best believe if Asia was involved in this thought exercise, I think we'd be talking about bringing back. I know it's not right there, but the Charlotte Sting or something even a little bit closer in South Carolina just to try to tie in the fan base. So I understand what you're saying. Bailey, you're up next. Yes, sir. So I I went with our most recent finals MVP in Kalia Copper. And I said, let's put a team in Philly, where she's from. Build, build That's tough. That. Um, a lot was made of her being from Philly during her playoffs and finals run. That seemed to be like a common, a very, very common adjective was like, Philly's on Kalia Copper. You know, like that seemed to be something that was thrown around so much. And she also was real quick to rep it and point out like, yeah, you know, North Philly stand up, whatever. So I think there's a lot of connection there. I think that she's a budding, I want to say star. I think she's already a star player, but I think she's budding in all the areas you need to have someone to build around in terms of like her social presence and her branding and things. You know, she made the t-shirts and all that good stuff after the finals. So I think there's a lot of potential there. And then you bring up, you bring a whole new city around her a city that it seems to be very passionate about wanting a WT anyway then you bring one of their own back I think the fit is is pretty obvious there and you just kind of capitalize on her momentum as a player but also super easy to build around to build another competitive team around her 
because of the style of play she uh, brings to the court. I just, I think it would be a really great fit on and off the court. And then she's also a type of player that has her own unique energy and style that I think they could really utilize for that as well. So I, I just think it would be a really good fit. She's on. like, she's so Philly, man. Like, if there's any way I can describe anybody from Philly, it would be Ka. Like, yeah. she's she's so Philly. Would you, Bailey, pregame, are you playing what we do by freeway or are you playing Dreams and Nightmares by week every game? I'm leaving that to Miss Kalia Copper, whatever she wants to hear. She Good gets whatever answer. she wants. Fair answer. I I do think for pregame, I think you, for me personally, though, if I'm, if she says you do it, you save what we do for like in the middle of the game when the fans can interact. Like we all know that video of that one woman at the Sixers game, like rapping it like with her whole heart. So I think that's when you got to get the crowd involved in. Like when you do your uh, post or pregame lineups and like they're coming out of the, out of the huddle, whatever. That's when you do dreams and nightmares. But like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely save what we do for during the game because that's more. I think that's more of a fan interaction. That's that's like a Philly anthem though, too. Yeah, right? no, like, it's definitely a Philly anthem. But I'm saying like, you, you save I'm around me a person. <laughs> you save it for the fans, yeah. Like when the heat start working and my teeth, yeah, like no, yeah, yeah, I'm around me a person, yeah. <laughs> You, def- you definitely say them for the fans because, like I say, I mean, we've seen we've seen that one. That's tried and true in Philly already. Like you just definitely go with that later. In the game. Like that's, kids that's while we live in. Man, that's you could really song. make that into a bit. Like some places have like kiss cam and stuff. Like you could have a what we do cam. <laughs> All I'm saying is that's that's a classic song, man. I love. Oh, it. absolutely, absolutely. I will go next because we were going in alphabetical order. Mine is. Uh... St. Louis and Nafisa Collier. It's sticking in the theme of bringing a player back home. Uh, I think that it would be really cool to see a team in St. Louis. They've the low-key a really good sports town. You've seen obviously uh, the Cardinals and the Blues win there, uh, and then they've had multiple pro teams. Like so, they had like uh, the Hawks before they left in the NBA. Uh, and they had the Bombers back in the 50s. So I'm, I'm sure all of us are familiar with that. But like more importantly to me uh, is the spirit of the spirits of St. Louis. And they also have a, a current W team in one of the lower tier leagues there. They started off in the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League and then the Global Women's Basketball Association, the Surge. So like they're, they're already showing that even if it's at a lower level, they're like succeeding to an extent and they're actually able to build some some sort of like following there. And I think she's the perfect kind of player that you could do that with. I think that she's extremely marketable. You can tell that just, just from the shimmy to the way she's partnered with Syl to even like little things like last year, like how the team was kind of rudderless early in the season. And then between her and Lay coming to the team, they got right back on track and looked like a contender. And I think that she's one of those, she's like, to me, like Asia in the sense that she's a complete dull round player that she can fit into your team chemistry. However you need her to, Good on defense, good on offense, can be a go-to scorer, solid rebounder. I just – I love Fee, and I think that she's, like, one of those players that is going to be, like, a pillar of the league going forward. And I think getting to send her home, while it's not, like, 
close to a college or anything like that. It's it has a, a basketball history already. I, I think that St. Louis would be pretty interesting, and also like you can play into some of the cultural aspects there too. So I think that that, that would be kind of cool. And you like you could see somebody like a Bradley Beal or a Jason Tatum from the NBA. Like we're talking about how the men in the men, in the NBA could would support. I, I would imagine that those two who are famous from for being from St. Louis would jump right on board and pushing that team. So I think that would be kind of cool as well. And and I do think you know, to your point about college markets, like, it's not necessarily close, but, like, this in Louisville just within a few hours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and I, then, I don't um, know exactly how long, but that's, like, the closest major one I can think of, right? I mean, Mizzou has a, had a player in the WNBA Finals last year. Okay, fair. I, I didn't think about the actual state. It's not – it's not – it's probably it's, honestly I'm not familiar with. You're more of a geography person than I am. I think they're probably about equidistant from. I would from imagine. The, I would imagine Mizzou's probably closer. St. Louis to Louisville's probably what four hours. I, I don't. I, I don't know the time. I just know it's the first one, and I thought of in that general vicinity. Probably like a. Either way, hour. I think you can make some connections. I think there's there's room in that general area of the country to make Great. progress with the W. I think fee is a very interesting choice for that. Not in a bad way. I just think that that's thinking outside the box. And I mean that in a positive way. I just, I, I think, think if you would ask people after the bubble season, they would have been much higher on that. And I think that there are some other personalities in the league that have, I don't want to say they've definitely moved past her in terms of, of, of who was talked about during this season. And I'm not quite, I mean, part of the reason is that she was not like that same, like top tier all-star level that she was in the bubble. But some of it is just that other teams got better. While Minnesota was good, but like they weren't like the marquee good. They're just like the steady good. So I don't know. I, and she's not going to be playing most or any most if any of this year. So my my point probably won't look as salient. But I think that whenever she is back on the court, uh, she's really going to kind of hammer that home. But that's enough out of me, Carissa. Who is your player in city? Um. So mine is a. Uh overlooked as well an overlooked future all-star um I'll go with uh I was originally gonna do Brown story but you know uh I'm gonna go with Gap Williams so yeah so yeah so I originally wanted to put her in Vegas because she's from uh Nevada but Asia has that until she doesn't want it anymore (laughs) so I'm gonna go with Charlotte um I think I think that is a city that a lot of the W supports in, you know, if we were to expand or when we expand. Um, I've been once. It's great. I think Duke isn't that far. North Carolina isn't that far. As well as South Carolina is like an hour and a half. So, you know, that fan base really showed out uh, this weekend. So I'm I'm sure like they'll travel to that. But yeah, I chose Gabby because, I mean, she can play whatever um she can give you you know rebounds offense defense and yeah I'm, I'm ready for her to be back in the league because uh yeah she's gonna be an all-star you're you're really <laughs> hyping me up for this gabby williams seattle stuff and if she's just not good i'm gonna blame it all on you i really am yeah that's the normal there's, there's nothing to, nothing to blame i can guarantee you she's gonna be really good there I, exactly. Yeah, like, I, I can guarantee you that. Like, she's she's gonna hoop. Gabby's a bucket. I know. I was just just kind of saying. Do you really? I I have what I kind of want to throw out for fun, that I think just trumps everything. 
that we all said here, I could probably realistically make the most dollars out of this too. Uh, I thought of it on the fly. I'm taking Sabrina out of New York and I'm throwing her back in the Bay. Uh, Oakland just got a pretty big bid. Um, I know Steph, very, very big within the W community. Um, That ownership group out there has a ton of cash. Sabrina gets to come home. That's just dollars on dollars on dollars on dollars on dollars. Uh, We're playing Blow the Whistle before every single game. Um, It's a song for everywhere, man, I swear. Big step in. That's a big important. That's an important factor. Uh, no, it is. It's just like like this is a, you gotta you gotta tap into the hype. You you have to like hype free culture is different out there in the bay. Uh, we're big stepping over everybody in the whole league as well. Um, yeah, Sabrina in the Bay would be money. And while we're while we're on the subject, I that's one reason why I would love for the comments to come back. Like the the, the Houston culture scene would just fit so well with the W. Like not even just, still tip. Not even just like musically, but like the art they have going on there, the like street fashion they have going on. Like there's so much there that fits so well with the W. And it's just like, man, why can't like like that to me should be near the top of the list, but obviously I'm very biased in that. But what's well, also not being I don't want to say explore, but like it, it's also a city that is not really kind of like using that culture to its advantage in the men's league when Right, you have, you have a, an owner that is not exactly about the culture. Real, real. But I, I would, I would love that more than like that was my original choice in here, and I thought about it a little bit. And how far are like Houston and Dallas? That's a pretty sizable trip, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Two hours. Dallas is like a little more central, and like Houston's kind of souther. Souther. I think that's pretty close, Ben. Yeah, that, that's pretty close. For yeah. two teams, two W teams. Hey, bro, move the wings. <laughs> well, hey, also, I, I talked about it before, right, with having teams next to really, really big college programs. The the Oakland to Stanford drive is not but 20, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, for um, sure. They just won a championship. One of the most storied franchises out there. Have Bailey's favorite player of all time. Um, yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just saying. Head coach has won more games. Yeah, than any other coach. That makes a lot of sense. I, I think what's most fun about this is that uh, we have found a way to kind of make a lot of arguments for this. And there, you can see that there's a lot of potential in the way to market things in the league and grow the league and a lot, a lot of avenues to go down. And it makes it really unfortunate what we saw from John Paul Jones last week. And not that she said anything unfortunate, but unfortunate the way that she's feeling about things. So, Bailey, why don't you take us into that? You, I know that that was something that really stuck out with you. And, and, and I mean, it has to be talked about. Yes, it does, because I feel like we will have some of the best dialogue on it. From what I've seen, there's been a lot said about this that, to me, rubbed me the wrong way. But on February 18th, which was three days ago um, from Monday, so what's that? Friday. So on Friday, in John Quotes, we did, it's all the popularity contest in politics and women's basketball. It's men basketball, you just got to be the best. In women's, you got to be the best player, best looking, most marketable, most followers just to sit at the endorsement table. Thank God for overseas because my bag would have been fumbled. 
she followed that up with I'm glad they pay me what I'm worth and see the value in me simply being one of the best at my craft and then she followed up one more time and said not to mention me being a black lesbian woman lord the seeds are disappearing from the table as I speak and this sparked a lot of conversation in W Twitter about marketing and players roles in marketing and all these different things and I thought to me there was a lot of I'm gonna call it what it is there was a lot of ignorance y'all know I love John Quo she's been one of my favorite players for a while and all these people out here saying like oh well John Quo doesn't do this she doesn't do that she's not xyz um you know they were like we don't know anything about her or whatever because she doesn't get out here and post things or whatever I'm just like if you follow John Quill Jones, you know enough about her that you should know. Like, I I know about John Quill Jones from following her. They were talking about, you know, she doesn't – I remember someone said she hasn't, like, written anything in the Players' Tribune, whatever. She's written three things in the Players' Tribune. Two things, pardon me. There was two things. Like, that's something. She talks about she doesn't post on social media a lot. She's on Instagram, like, every day. Like, we see this all the time, like – she doesn't do certain things that are supposed to be marketable. And I'm just sitting here like, y'all are really missing her entire point, in my opinion, when you're putting the onus on her and you're framing it in the sense of, oh, well, we're just trying to talk about what she can do. She's not, that's not what we're talking about here. We're pointing out these, these flawed systems, these bias systems, these, you know, whatever you want to call them systems because they are wrong. John Cole Jones is the MVP of the league. Like, she shouldn't have to be an influencer. She shouldn't have to be a TikTok star. She shouldn't have to be any of this. She should just be a hooper. Like, I heard someone else say, well, all we ever see her post about is basketball. Duh. That's what she does. That's her whole – she is a basketball player. Like, not everybody is going to be out here in the different types of the world, and they shouldn't. they shouldn't have to be to get these opportunities. I'm not holding it against anyone for doing what they do. You know, we're not going to hold Liz being with Fenty or DJ against her. We're not going to hold <laughs> anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to hold that against her. But, like, John Quill shouldn't have it held against her if she's not doing these things. Because at the, at the end of the day, they're expecting these players to hoop, but also be on social media, be their own lawyer, do all these things that they're it's not realistic for them to do. And at the end of the day, the only thing that's required is them to hoop. That that's yeah, like that's my thing about all this, right? Like at her contract, it says I need to hoop, show up to whatever press I gotta show up to, and play basketball some more. Like th- that's it. That's all she's gotta do. And to me, it's like she was a MVP and one of the most dominant players in the league last year, and literally, like, a walking mismatch at center who's shooting from 55 feet, like, almost every single game. A lot of, a lot of, that's not, 55 feet's not right, but, like, whatever the point is. Like, if you're telling me you can't market that, you're just not good at your job. Like, Yeah, it's not a failure of the player, that's a failure of the Like, you, you just stink at marketing. Uh, take it from somebody that works in marketing like you you stink at it if you can't market a player who's basically like 
the version of Kevin Durant in the WNBA. Like, you're just not good at it. You have to be better. Especially, especially like, when you look at it from the sense of, like, how do I, how do I say this? There's just as many players doing other stuff that's not getting marketed as there are players not doing stuff that's not getting marketed. But also, you have all these brands that are catered to athletes, to basketball, to sports, to women's sports. Like, she doesn't have to do anything. Like we said, like, she should not have to do a single thing other than hoop to get the respect and endorsements and opportunities that her skill and dominance at that craft should warrant her. What do you know about Nikola Jokic? What, what do you mean, what do we know about Nikola Jokic? Well, because he's a league MVP, right? And he doesn't right. do press. And he he actually just turns down interviews. And uh, he didn't have trouble getting his bag. And no one complained about him getting that, even though he's not on social all the time and doing all that stuff. Right. So why do we hold this MVP to that standard when you don't hold the, the MVPs in the other leagues to that standard? It's just disingenuous in every regard. We bash teams whenever they do go for that type of like, well, i got to either sign players or draft players or, or what have you in terms of like to build a marketing plan as opposed to a Indiana last year. I mean, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like everyone wants to take care of that. But then when John Kyle comes out and speaks her mind and says that she's lucky that she is able to get her bag because of her talents and she, that people are complaining she doesn't do the other stuff. You can't have it both ways. And she's right. And I just don't understand why people want to sit there and try to put something else on her. I just also, and and Bailey said it before, like, I kind of want to re-bring it up. Like, I do not want to throw shade, even though I just kind of did in that one sentence, at the other players who do want to, like, go out there and market and go go get all those deals and do the Savage Fenty and, like, all that stuff. Like, get your bags any way you want to. I am first team all bag getter like get your money the best way you know how to but you should not have to do that which is the bigger point here and for people to say like yo she should have to market herself like that's not her job that's just not her job it can be her job absolutely but she clearly doesn't want it to be her job and you guys bringing that up is is the problem here yeah and i mean i look at someone like sydney colson right not as big of a name, but still a W player or former W player. Always on Instagram, always on TikTok, making funny stuff. But like during her career, what did it really get her? Like it, it, it's not about necessarily, oh, just put in the work. Oh, just get a new team around you. Like there are still things at play here that factored. And that's what John Quell was saying. She was just pointing out like, I'm doing these things and not getting these opportunities because of X, Y, Z. Like, that's all she was saying. She was just calling out the system. Like, it wasn't about anybody else. And I think just majority of the people I saw talking about it were having conversations and thinking they were doing something and just missing the entire point, missing the entirety of the point. Chris, did we not? I felt like there was a couple times where it looked like you wanted to start to talk and then we I know I have a habit of screaming over whoever else wants to start talking. So did we miss anything you really wanted to touch on there? Oh, no, I just unmuted until you guys were done. Um, But yeah, just like to Bailey's point, I think the point was missed. Um, I think when she tweeted that people saw it as complaining and really it just proved that the best player in the league, like these companies should be running to her. She shouldn't have to run to them. 
And yeah, like you guys said, she should just be able to hoop. But, you know, people have opinions. People have platforms and they can say whatever they want. Yeah, that, that was another thing that really bothered me. The number of times I heard her tweet referred to as complaining. Like that's not what she was doing. In my and opinion, was, she has a right to complain if she has to struggle to get marketed because of whatever reasons they choose not to market her. And right. put it on her. She has every right to want to be treated like everybody else. Right. I could be really shady, but I'm not going to. But Bailey, go ahead. I'm not going to do it. We'll see. Where's the fun in that? You want me to do it? I, I'll say it. A lot of these people I'm talking about being ignorant and missing the point fail to realize that the same thing John Quill Jones is complaining about is the same thing they're complaining about when Aaliyah Boston does not get the coverage for National Player of the Year. Oh, brothers. Yes. yes. They don't. They won't want to hear that. But They won't, but it's the exact truth. Yeah, a lot of people don't like hearing truths, me included. Well, I'm just saying. Well, I think that that kind of puts a bow on that segment. I think that that was, I think we talked about that well, but let's, uh, let's get into something a little bit more, a little bit more dumb. Uh, Akio, it's your, your turn to host the debate this week. Present your debate and we'll go ahead. <clears throat> Look, all of y'all lost last week. Y'all stunk. I won. I'm better than you guys. Um, but besides that, the debate for this week. Last week we debated TV shows. This week we're we're kind of getting back into the music bag. This is this is the song. Like picture you and your friends. You're all getting into somebody's car. Somebody throws on the ox. That song that you play when all you and your friends are in your car. You're stress free, belting lyrics at the top of your head. Nothing but pure vibes and bliss. Um, just that song i think everybody has that song so so that's what we're debating uh which song is that for you guys and and i think this one is a lot of emotional pulls so if you make me feel something you'll probably win even if i don't like the song but if you if you debate your case very very well uh you got a good shot and we're just going to go in order of my screen um going from left to right and the the first one that I got is one Corey. So Corey, oh. present your case to the people. Sure. So uh, and really, for... really quick, really quick. Let me get my timer out because right. we got we got a minute on the clock. Correct. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Uh, three, two, one. So for my group, it's actually there's two songs. I had to really struggle to pick. One is only, and the other one is Mercy. Uh, I went with Mercy. Because, I mean, that was also the one that was the original. And two, uh, I mean, the most perfect example of this exact situation is coming out of my friend's wedding last year. The first thing we did as soon as we got on the party bus was throw Mercy on. I had two pairs of glasses on. Neither of them were mine. And the vibes were just perfect. It was, we, we had a great time. And uh, it's just, like, I don't know why. I, I, Kanye is obviously not what I want him to be anymore. But for whatever reason, that era of Kanye really hit us all at a place where when we were kind of growing up and, and the music just hit and I, I just, the song is undefeated. Yeah. It's prime time. My top bag, my pimp game. <laughs> I'm not loving this cocaine. I'm Rick James. I'm Bill Drummond. Oh, that's a great I'm song. drunk and high at the same time. Taking champagne. Champagne on the airplane. <laughs> I don't even, I, I mean, this might, I, I don't even love two chains, but that version is crazy, right? 
Horsepower. Horsepower. And, and Big Sean had such a strong opening verse on that, too. Um, but yeah, 2 chains verse on that track. Yeah. yeah Big Sean. 2, two chains was stupid. Let the suicide die. <laughs> suicides on a tour bus. <laughs> Catch up to the campaign. Coop the color of that face. I'm trucking high at the same time. Champagne on the airplane. <laughs> Spit rounds like a gun range. I, I, I. Very all right. Did not sing it. Bands, Are we going to get copyrighted for this? Girl need a band Probably. Grade A. A1. A1. Change the color of A. Hang down with my bag, Next, Next debate up is <clears throat> Bailey Caldwell. Um, Bailey, you're... You're playing a song here that we, you know, I yeah. love and rock with. It, hey, it was the first song. I, I am I on the clock? One sec. All right, because I, I, I want to cheat. Three, two, one. Present your case. All right. So as soon as Akil posted this question, I texted the homies. I was like, "Hey, bro, tell me what the song is. Help me out here." And I texted my three closest friends and got the same answer from all three, and that is Chicago legend Keith, Chief Keefe's. Finito. I don't really know how to argue the song because without playing it, because it's just there. Like it's just one of those. It never even touched the Billboard charts, but went platinum in the streets, man. It was every party. And to this day, to this day, like I've seen people get stomped out to Finito, but also almost turned over my car playing Finito. Like it, it the energy is all over the place. It's chaotic, but the, the hook is so catchy. I'm a gorilla in a coupe. Finna pull up to the zoo. Like, how, you can't beat that opening lyric. You cannot do it. There is no better opening lyric ever. Hey, talking out his neck, pistol to his throat. Uh, talking about this. blowing up New Jersey of all places, bro. Uh, he gonna choke on the ground, on the floor. Someone pick him up. Take him to the morgue, bro. And then, like, what, what I love about it, though, on a real level, is that he uses his accent to make things rhyme that shouldn't really rhyme. Like, floor yeah. and morgue doesn't right. really rhyme. Time's up. Accent makes Time's, it up. Rhyme. Time's up. I'm with you. I'm with Benito's you. Benito's timeless, man. Time is a construct. <laughs> Good luck, Carissa. Uh, I like win with like four words. I don't Carissa. know. That. I think, as far as I know, that's Akil's favorite song of all time. Uh, <laughs> Car- Carissa. Yes? The time is now yours. Well, I don't need a minute. It's future, real sisters. DS2. I mean, I have five best friends. We listen to it every time. They're like my sisters. (laughs) He didn't mean it in that way, but that's our song. Like, if our crew had a song, that's that's our song. That's That's a strong choice, man. When Carissa said that, I like fell out for a minute because she said it so quick. She said it so quick. I I think she was the first one to answer. I didn't know we had another... I didn't know we had another dirty sprite too, Stan, in our in our little podcasting here, except for yeah. Bailey and I, because I know I knew it was me and you. I, I knew it wasn't Corey. Like I just knew it wasn't. No disrespect. <laughs> I'm also the color of mayonnaise, just like the coat. Hey, bro, I would argue on pastry than you, but that's another day. Uh, I don't know about that. So yeah, who wins a kill? Yeah, um, for sure. I want to also just kind of present my case for the songs that I would have picked. Yes. Uh, for this one, um, <laughs> Bailey, you're, you're kind of smiling. What song do you think I would have picked? I really hope he then picks himself to win too. That would just be no. the perfect kill. Moment. What song would a What song would a kill pick with the homies? Yeah, 
Oh shoot! I don't. I, you got a lot of options. It's a lot of stuff you could probably pick from. Um, just take, just take a take one guess. I mean, if I hadn't already said it, I would have said Finito because you love that song. Um, outside of that, it's we probably never some, getting it's probably some. Uh, nah, I was gonna say Drug Dealers Anonymous. No, none of those. Um, love Sosa. So, <laughs> that's like. That's a great song. Come coming with the heat. Yeah, really. That had us in a chokehold in school. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Really should talk about it. In the bar, uh, no. talking about GP about this. <laughs> um, for me, ours is at least for me and my friends. When I was in school, our song was "Waves" by Ye. Uh, Pablo is a very, very underrated project, I think. Like, I think it's a very, very strong project. And just waves in general, like the beat, just when that song came out, we were bumping it in our car all the time whenever we were going anywhere. So waves always is that moment for me. Um, You guys all presented very, very, very strong cases. Uh. Two chains, his verse, push, big Sean. Uh Bailey, you know how we both feel about Finito and we feel about Chief Keith. Uh, I I was I was very upset when the Chicago Sky won that championship. I didn't hear Finito blast out of the speakers because it was it truly could have been a moment. Um look, the toxic god himself, futures. Um what can we say about 2015 future? Nothing. We just literally can't. But for this debate, I think I'm going to have to go with Mercy. I think I'm wow. going to... Wow. I'm I sick. Think I, think I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with Mercy because this is why... He had the best debate, I think. Like I said, that emotionally gave me a pull. Like, he talked about how him and all of his friends loved it, but then that got added into when they're on a party bus to a wedding, right? Like, that's a huge moment. And if that's the first song you throw on for a party bus to a wedding, like, look, that's that's huge. Uh, so, Corey, that really swayed me. I thought it was going to be a clear-cut Fanino case for me. I really was. Um, but you you did a hell of a presentation, sir. Um, Sorry, none of my friends are married yet, man. <laughs> so, oh. hey, it's cold yeah. out here. Sorry, I'm old. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Corey, congrats! You won it. I didn't think you were gonna pull off the upset, but hey, you're here. Uh, do, you have, do you have any thoughts for the people? Yeah, I mean, awesome. I mean, I think it's a great song. I think obviously that was the one that got sung along close to with you guys too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I would say that as to your waves argument, one that shows me how much younger you are than me, because Pablo absolutely came out like after I was out of college. And also, is that is that Ye's last great project? Um, for my plug, I mean, I mean, you see it, you see it on the YouTube channel, you see it above my head and three of our heads, not a kill for whatever reason. Uh, the site went live this week. Outlet passes out. We're obviously very excited about that. Definitely check out. We're going to be doing more. W written coverage over there. There's going to be men's coverage as well, but for anyone who listens to this, you're probably psyched to hear about 
I mean, especially Bailey's return to writing. That's that's always a blast. Bailey will be uh, again. some YouTube content that I know that Chris is going to be involved with as well. Um, I'm going to be continuing to do film stuff where eventually I'll get that Courtney Williams film thread out and hopefully some other stuff at some point. Uh, if this was any indication, and, and if you go on the site, you'll see that there's a culture tab because Akil has been looking for a place to get out his thoughts. It's going to be a blast. I mean, I, I think that we've, we've been working on this for what, a little bit over two months at this point. And Whoa, what know, do you mean? Just what do you mean a kill? I think this is me and a Bailey and a Corey project. I think we're going to have a pod just about fifteen future in that run. For like, I don't think I can be on that pod. But just I two it. hours. My point was that I had not mentioned doing the other things that I had said yet. Yes, I think that Bailey will absolutely be involved with the culture stuff. Hey, it sounds like Carissa gonna write about future too. It sounds like Carissa's a big future <laughs> fan too. You know what I mean? Like, sounds like we got fifteen future fans all over the place. I was just trying to plug everybody while I was plugging. Yeah. Nah, you're, you're, you're a real good. one. You're, you're a real one, Corey. Real one always. But yeah, man, um, Keegan put in a lot of man hours for this, a lot. Um, so shouts to Keegan. Um. Shouts to all the people here that I'm with. Shouts to Danny. Shouts to our mascot. Shouts to Charlie, our guy. Shouts to everybody here. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and now we get to cook. So let's do it. Let's have some fun, man. Yeah, I think that I think that about wraps it up for this this episode. So we'll be back later in the week. Not. Quite sure what's going to happen yet, but that's part of the fun of the offseason is just kind of figuring things out as we go along. Maybe it'll be a Liz Cambage press conference with the, with, with the Sparks. Maybe something else will happen. Oh, uh, oh also forgot actual W news. Uh, Emma actually signed her Chicago yeah. contract. Like that is actually a real official thing now. Uh, so the league stinks. It's over already. Just give the Chicago Sky a championship because that's all there is to it. Um Vanderquigs also resigned their deals as well. So yeah, League it's over for everybody else. Sky no, parody. no parody season is here. Um, yeah, Chicago, congrats on your championship. Can't describe an MVP on her way out. Yeah, I mean Courtney Vanderquig should have got it last year. I'm still pushing that agenda, but you know it is what it is. The streets are saying. <laughs> I think it's just me and you, Corey. I really do think the. I think it is. is. I think it really is just us, but. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm happy for Ka. I, I would have given it to Sloop, but regardless, she got her title. That's really all that matters. So we'll catch you later this week. Deuces. Deuces.